Dear brothers and sisters, what's your Achilles heel? What's your weakness? What is it that gets you down and what is it that makes you question everything around you? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran as a matter of fact that we would be tested. That every person would be tested in some capacity. And the Prophet described the life of man as this line across a box. And he, he drew this box or this rectangle with the line extending outside the rectangle. And he said that this is the, uh, the hopes of man. And he said this box or this rectangle is his lifespan, meaning his hopes in life always extend past the actual date of his death, how much time will actually be allotted to him. No matter who you are or what age you pass away, you'll always feel like there's something that was left on the table and you have hopes that extend, amal, hopes that extend beyond your allotted lifespan. And then he drew a bunch of small lines around, the li around a person. And he said that these are a'rad, these are tests, they're hindrances. He referred to tests sallallahu alayhi wasallam in this particular hadith as hindrances. These are things that would hinder you. One of them snatches you, the other one misses you. Meaning there are some people that are not tested in their health, but they're tested with their family. And there are some people that are not tested with their family, but they're tested with their health. And there are some people that are not tested with their family or their health, but they're tested with their careers and with their wealth. And there are some people that are tested not with their wealth or with their health or with their family, but they're tested with their reputation. And there are some people that are not tested with those things, but they're tested with their religion. The point is, is that every person has a unique set of tests that they are going to go through in life. And many times when you see other people going through tests or the, you know, that, that are of the nature that you feel confident in overcoming, so maybe Allah is testing someone else in a way that you feel like you would be able to overcome the nature of that test. Maybe your weakness is different from that person's weakness, but we all do have a certain weakness. And at some point when we're put to the test, suddenly these things that are concepts and theories and principles that we often preach about and we talk about, suddenly these things come into play. And at that point, it's not about the text, it's about how much you've absorbed of the text. It becomes purely experiential at that point. There are different people that have different qualities and there are people that are tested with different things and when they are tested, suddenly all of the things that you think that you had down are not as prominent in your character as you would have hoped they would have been. Suddenly you feel like you're reeling. You thought maybe that you'd be able to handle these types of tests, but the test came and your faith struggled. Your faith could not hold you up. You thought that you had patience, but then something happens to you and you're not patient. And at the, at the core of that issue is that people tie their faith to so many different things, to so many different circumstances, to so many different people, that when that circumstance changes, or when that person changes, or when that aspect of their life changes, suddenly the faith starts to wither away and disappear. And that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran. Some people worship Allah on an edge. They worship Allah literally at the, you know, on a cliff. 
if something happens that's good to them or what they deem good, because only Allah truly deems good and bad, but something happens to them that they deem good, then they are grateful. They say, we love this faith. We're good with everything. We're good with our faith. Everything is great. Alhamdulillah. The minute that something bad happens to them, that they deem as such, that they deem bad, then they are literally like a person that's jumping off of the cliff of faith. Suddenly it starts to wither away. The Prophet said, That knowledge is through seeking knowledge and patience and forbearance is through practicing patience and forbearance. You have to constantly make sure that those qualities are, are, are well established in your heart, well established in your character, so that when those things come, when those tests come, you know how to deal with them. Your faith actually holds up. And the Prophet ﷺ taught us many du'as in this regard. Taught us to say, Allah mahdini wa saddidni. Oh Allah, guide me and keep me firm. The most frequent du'a of the Prophet ﷺ. Ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qalbi ala deenik. O oh, turner of hearts, keep my heart firm on your path. Your heart is already inconsistent. But then something happens and you have to make sure that it stays consistent enough on faith and that it doesn't go wild and all over the place. Do people think they just say, we believe, and then they're not going to be tested in regards to their faith, in regards to their health, in regards to their wealth, in regards to their families, in regards to everything else. You will be tested. But here's the deal. As believers, we do not put ourselves in positions where our faith is going to be made vulnerable. We don't go seeking out things that will shake our faith. You know, one of the, uh, uh, the men who uh, was, was, on, was being hunted by Al-Hajjaj ibn Yusuf was Sa'id ibn Jubair radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And Sa'id ibn Jubair was being hunted and Sa'id was, was told you know, if you trust Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so much, because he wasn't scared, he was visibly not shaken by the presence of that tyrant, tyrant, why don't you jump off a cliff? He said, Allah tests me, I don't test him. You don't test Allah. You don't ask Allah for hardship. You don't ask Allah to put your health at risk. You don't ask Allah to put your family at risk. You, you ask Allah for the best of this world. You don't seek out fitan. You don't seek out trials and tribulations. And the Prophet ﷺ taught us, for example, when a Masih al-Dajjal, when the Antichrist would come to this earth, the Prophet ﷺ said, don't get excited about yourself and feel like I have confidence, let me go challenge him. Because it's a fitna, it's a test, it's a trial to your faith. You might, you might really, really be convinced that if I'm in front of him, I've got this. But what happens when al-Masih al-Dajjal, when the Antichrist starts to work spells and starts to do things you might get lost. Don't look for it. Seek refuge in Allah from Him. And if you happen to encounter Him, you would hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would make you from the protected. But the Prophet did not tell us to go to those places. Well, the Prophet mentioned if there is a land that has a plague in it, don't go to that land. It's not that that's a lack of tawakkul, a lack of trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't test Allah. We don't seek out those tests. But we prepare ourselves for the worst of tests. We prepare ourselves for the worst of them.
We're always vigilant with our Iman, always vigilant with our faith. And at some point, each and every single one of us has to take themselves to task and try to identify what those weaknesses are before those weaknesses are exploited. That takes introspection. Before you get put in a situation where those weaknesses are going to be exploited and made vulnerable, you have to take yourself to task. Prepare yourself. And the perfect balance of the Prophet ﷺ's mission is that this understanding of the divine decree of Allah and everything being in his hands did not lead to an escapism on the part of the believers. It didn't lead to the believers escaping from responsibility. It didn't lead to people saying, well, I don't need to really do anything anymore because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to take care of me. It didn't lead to pessimism amongst the companions. Instead, the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever amongst you can meet Allah while thinking good of him, expect well of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then let him do so. It's of the greatest acts of worship. But you're prepped. You're prepared. And the question that we all have to ask ourselves is that if our faith is tied to people, if our faith is tied to circumstances, if our faith is tied to all of these conditions that we place upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then before those things are shattered, I need to disconnect my faith from those things and connect them directly to Allah. Put it completely in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that if those things start to become shaky, my faith would still remain firm. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep our hearts firm. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qulubana ala deenik. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, O turner of hearts, to keep our hearts firm on His path. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us amongst those that love Him only for Him, that turn to Him in full sincerity, only seeking His pleasure and His forgiveness and His protection. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to connect our hearts to His revelation, to His divine revelation. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that if we are tested, that our tests are not in regards to our faith. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that when we are put in situations where we feel vulnerable, that the last of our deeds and the last of our states in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most pleasing to Him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a good ending, for husn al-khitam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. We ask Allah to have mercy upon us. Allah have mercy.